Welcome to the Stop Dieting Podcast, hosted by best-selling, award-winning author and renowned weight loss expert, David Medansky. If you struggle to lose weight or you've lost weight and gained it back, you'll want to listen each week. Each week, you will learn tips for healthy weight loss without going on a diet, without having to follow an exercise program, without counting calories, or having to purchase special meals or products. The Stop Dieting Podcast is more than just about healthy and sustainable weight loss. You will also learn how you can have more energy, feel better, get rid of brain fog, and improve your overall health. Stay tuned for another informative and insightful episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Hi, this is David Medansky. This is the next episode of the Stop Dieting podcast. And we have a very special guest today. It's Tiffany Cano. Did I pronounce your name right? Cano. Cano. Okay. Awesome. And she's known as the blind spot healer. So Tiffany, explain to the audience why you're known as the blind spot healer. I see and heal what is in your subconscious mind underneath the surface that's blocking you from greater health, prosperity and abundance, more loving relationships, a stronger spiritual connection. So for every 100 to 200 conscious thoughts we have like, oh, I want to be healthy. I want to be skinny. Then (laughs) there's 11 million subconscious thoughts that are saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Or there's some old wound, old trauma that is blocking you from that goal. And so I go in and I help people see it and clear out whatever's in the way. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your background too. Sure. I've been seeing clairvoyantly and healing since I was a small kid. I've actually been getting paid for it since I was eight years young. I started charging a dollar for 10 minutes and definitely raised my rates over the years. (laughs) Um, So I've been healing for a long, long time. I've been teaching transformation workshops for over 25 years. I have one-on-one clients where I'm talking to them over the phone or doing distant healings. I have group programs. I'm also the host of Soul of an Empath podcast and The Knowing You Show. So I've got lots of fun things in the hopper and ways that I help and contribute to people. So as a clairvoyant, why did you get into the business or of healing people and helping people? It's just something that I've always known how to do and that it was my driving force. There was never really a question about doing something different. I mean, maybe when I was five and I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved puppies and animals, but (laughs) it was still around healing, helping in that capacity. And you have a podcast. Could you repeat the name of the podcast for the audience? Sure. Soul of an Empath. And you can catch all the episodes at soulofanempath.com. And I've got lots of, of great guests. David is going to be one of them <laughs> as well. And we are going strong with that. I, I love it. What do you find is one of the most challenging things with a client? 
you mean what is challenging in their life? Yes. Okay. It really depends. I mean, I, I've literally done thousands of sessions over the years. So it's mostly people who want to up level personally or professionally. And they're already doing consciousness work. They're already doing some sort of transformation path, but they're not yet getting the results that they want. So maybe they have some health problems that they haven't yet been able to heal, or they're looking to grow their finances or build confidence so that they can create active, passive, or multiple streams of income. And some people, you know, they, their heart is broken. Sometimes they don't even know that their heart is still broken from 20 years ago. And that's the thing that's affecting their health. That's very interesting. I was doing some research for my books. And one of the things I learned was that 80% of our thoughts are negative. And I always ask people, imagine how your life would be if you can reverse that and make 80% of your thoughts positive. And you, you were talking about that earlier where a lot of our thoughts are, are negative compared to the positive thoughts. Yeah. So we might have a conscious thought of that's really positive, empowering. I want to be well, I want to be filled with, or I am filled with health and vitality or some other positive type of mantra, you know, that you're trying to embody. But when you go deeper and even deeper than that, what's the low volume subconscious whisper slash noise that's actually creating a disruption to the goal that you have? So you, you get to the underlying issues then. I do my best to help people who are open, receptive, ready to do that deep dive and in inner work to reveal it and heal it. And a lot of times it's even started from childhood. Something happened early in their life and it doesn't even have to be a big trauma. It could be something smaller like mommy or daddy yelled at you because you made a mess with your toys or you broke something and the act of them yelling at you or spanking you or doing something aggressive in that manner may have created a belief that you're unlovable that mommy or daddy doesn't like you doesn't love you or a belief about not feeling safe or not feeling like you belong in that family. And those kinds of subconscious beliefs then turn into the stories that we live by, the questions that we live by. And it's, it's really um, overwhelming if I'm on all the time hearing everybody's stories and all this mental chatter. <laughs> so I only do it when I'm in session. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just it's too loud <laughs> to hear everybody. <laughs> it's like being in a, in a stadium with everybody talking, you know? <laughs> and you can hear all their conversations at the same time. 
Yeah. When I was little, I didn't know how to turn it off and it totally overwhelmed me. It wasn't until my 20s, mid 20s, really, that I started to learn how to turn it off and on at will and turn the volume up or down. <laughs> wow. I know when I, I talk to people and I explain to them what I call the nine golden rules of weight loss for people who love to eat, people always say, well, that's simple. I know I know that. And my question is, you know that and you know what to do. Are you doing it? And most people say no. So I guess that's where you could help people is find out why they know what to do, but they're not doing it. Yes. And sometimes it's because at a deeper level, they're punishing themselves or they don't feel worthy and deserving, or maybe they're afraid of change, afraid that if they get skinny, something bad will happen, or they'll get their heart broken again, or there's, there's usually something deeper. And then after you've cleared that out significantly, <laughs> there's still the next step, which is creating and implementing that healthy habit. Because habits dictate our lives, our whole lives, <laughs> you know, are habit driven, you know, wake up, brush your teeth, take a shower. Right? So you have to be willing to wrestle with at times the old habit and say, no, I'm, I'm about change. I'm about creating the life that I want. I'm creating the health that I want and deserve. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it done, including saying no to that ice cream and yes to the salad or whatever is the dialogue is about, right? Exactly. Something healthy. Yeah, that's the, uh, the thing is we all make choices and we all control what we put into our own mouths and eat. I usually tell people, figure out what you like and focus on what you like as opposed to what you want but shouldn't have because what we focus on tends to expand you also do work with teaching people about having a healthy space and boundaries can you describe that a little bit more sure so we have multiple types of spaces and these spaces are your sense of self so we have a physical space like this is your body <laughs> my body, your body. <laughs> right? And then we have other kinds of spaces that give us great capacities in life. So for example, we have a spiritual space. This is a space to pray, to meditate, to connect to source, to get intuition and guidance, to receive blessings and healing. And then when it's collapsed or cluttered or dirty, it often looks clairvoyantly like it's small and it's dirty, and it makes it hard to hear those whispers from your soul or the divine. It's hard to have that intuition, clarity, and knowingness about what's the next best step I should take in my life. And then we have a space called a mental space. This is a space we need to think, to communicate, to be creative. And if that space is dirty and cluttered and small, it feels like overwhelm. And oftentimes I'll hear myself <laughs> 
thankfully I don't do this very much now, but when I was learning about spaces, I would, I would hear myself thinking or saying words like, I just can't think about that right now. I can't think about another thing for my to-do list, or I can't take on one more thing. (laughs) So you have your own little voices going on in your own head too. Exactly. And in our emotional space is the space that we need to be with and process our emotions or to even be in a conversation with, with somebody else who has their emotional story that they're sharing in the moment, good or bad, right? Maybe they had a stressful day and they're, you know, kind of emotionally vomiting that out. Well, if you don't have healthy energetic boundaries and a clean energetic space, then the tendency is to soak up that person's stress or negativity or whatever it is that they were just talking about or whatever environment that you were just in and soak it up. And then it makes it easy to get triggered, to feel stress, to feel anxiety, to feel fear. And it just, it diminishes your capacity. And so we have all these different types of spaces and those are just a handful. There's more, like I I teach a whole program on this. And one more space that I think is important for the group, life space. This is a space that contains all the other spaces. We have to have a big enough life space to include all of our priorities, all of our health and fitness goals, all of the new habits that we want to adopt or integrate into our life. If you don't have a big enough life space for sleep, for healthy eating, for fitness, for working or whatever it is that you're doing, then it's really hard to generate even the desire to to have that healthier lifestyle or habit. Make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense to me because I could have used your help and guidance about 20 years ago when I was practicing law as a divorce attorney. And that was one of the issues I was unable to detach from my clients' issues and their issues became my issues. And so I started having anxiety, depression, stress, unable to sleep at night. And that's one of the reasons I had to leave the practice laws, not being able to detach from the client's issues. So I understand about, you know, keeping that space and and the boundaries, because if we don't, then we let the negative energy of other people in when we need to protective. Yes. One of the main things that I help people with And it's not what they necessarily come to me for, but it ends up coming up within the conversation is how to have healthier, energetic space and boundaries so that, you know, they're not bringing their work home the way you did 20 years ago. So they're not soaking up other people's feelings and emotions or going in public places and soaking up the toxicity there. and. Let me transition to what that could look like in terms of health. So if someone has a habit of soaking up other people's negativity, and it can be on a completely subconscious level, I don't think people wake up and say, oh, I want to be a sponge today. (laughs) They don't, (laughs) right? But there's some subconscious 
desire to have compassion or relate or connect. And in the process of that, if they don't have those healthy boundaries, then they can soak up that negativity. And then at a subconscious level, the body might start to guard and protect themselves from the negativity, then creating a layer of fat, like a fat bubble shield that is guarding and protecting them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when you can have the energetic boundaries and have a little powwow, talk to your subconscious, talk to your body and say, okay, thank you so much for protecting me. And now we're going to do it in a healthier way. So please let's release the excess weight, the excess toxins, the negativity and negative emotions that you've been carrying from other people, other places, and any that you self-generated as well. Release and empty all of that out from head to toe. And we're going to be safe and protected with healthier energetic boundaries and living from a belief of I am safe. It is so. And that paradigm shift can be very helpful. That's terrific. I appreciate your sharing that with the audience. Switching a little bit. Have there been any books that have influenced you or are there any books you can recommend to the audience that can help them? Most of the books that I read are spiritual in nature, not necessarily about these specific things that I was talking about, but I'm mostly inspired by books written by Paramahansa Yogananda, Master Chokok Sui, and those are all spiritually based books. Yeah, I can't really think of any others at the moment. I, I've got a bunch of bookshelves. I'm sure if I walked over there, <laughs> I could tell you more. I've got a bunch of books on homeopathy, on Eastern medicine, aromatherapy. <laughs> you know, so it just kind of depends on <laughs> what the interest is. And you do things with essential oils also, correct? I do. Yes, for people who have them, who have essential oils or are willing to purchase them, I have different recipes, so to speak, <laughs> of how to apply them to your body while we're in session. And most of the time I use my intuition to know what oils someone needs. And the use of those oils can go in at a physical and psychological level to dissolve and disintegrate some of those emotional blocks that we talked about. So in addition to the energy healing that I'd be doing simultaneously, when you add the oils, it just seems to go deeper and faster. So it's optional, but I really, I love it. I love applying oils. How can someone in the audience reach out to you and get in touch with you for a session or for your essential oils? or to connect with you? My website is highlyperceptivepeopleacademy.com. And on there, there's also a free access to my money magnet program, which has 20 minutes of prosperity healings over 20 days. And my soul of an empath.com will give you access to my 
podcast. And all of my links are on Linktree. So Linktree is the URL is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Tiffany Cano, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-C-A-N-O. And that'll get you to everything. And if you just want to have a 15 minute conversation with me, just go to Tiffany15.com and we can have a 15 minute complimentary call and I'll show you where your blind spots are and how you can heal those. A lot of people use essential oils, but they probably are using it the wrong way. What's your opinion on some of the other people who are promoting essential oils who aren't trained properly in it? I can't comment on that so vaguely. I've had really good essential oil practitioners that I've been exposed to. So all of my experiences have been really good. Desiree DeLunay is exceptional with essential oils for emotional healing. And she's written four or five books. I have every single one of her essential oil books. I highly recommend that if you want a resource specifically for oils. I'm also a doTERRA rep. So you can ask me in that 15 minute call with me if you want some oil recommendations specifically for what's going on with you. So you can get that at tiffany15.com and get on my calendar. That's terrific. I highly recommend that people do that because I know that there's a lot of uh, people promoting essential oils and they don't really know what the underlying issue is. They just kind of make recommendations. Well, you need this product or that product and this will help you or that will help you without knowing how they work or why they work. So that's why I always like experts like yourself to recommend so that people understand, get proper advice. It's much like the weight loss industry. There are people who promote certain diets that are unhealthy and you'll get some results, but it may be uh, temporary. It could be extreme and a lot of times it could be detrimental to your health. So that's why I like having experts like yourself on to talk about it. Thank you. I, I do think it's important to use intuition and discernment. And that goes for any practitioner that you're going to work with in any field. I mean, listen to your heart. It's got great intuition and you'll know if there's resonance and a good fit. And you can also do a little research. I mean, look them up online, see, see what's there. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Who's been a a person who's influenced you a lot in your life, you know, someone alive or someone who's already passed. Is there anybody in particular? My two biggest influencers, Paramahansa Yogananda and Master Choa Koksi. Master Choa taught me a lot about energy healing and clairvoyance. I was an instructor for him in my 20s. He's written 30 plus books no longer alive, but he was definitely a huge, huge part of my life that helped me turn healing into a business. And because I was doing his work, I then had the confidence to open up a healing center, a holistic healing center when I was 23. You know, <laughs> that was my big dream as a teenager. 
And, and I accomplished that. And Paramahansa Yogananda, that is my guru and my greatest spiritual teacher. Doing his meditations, his teachings, I feel a visceral, tangible presence of the divine within me and around me in ways that I haven't experienced with, with others. I mean, it's deeper, it's bigger. And, and I've been studying from different healing masters from the age of 13 years onward. I've been meditating since I was a teenager. And I, I spent most of my 20s and first half of my 30s traveling the world to meet saints and holy masters and, and healing masters from around the world. So I, I understand and feel and know the different calibers and quality. And, and I would say that those two by far are my greatest influencers. What one piece of advice could you give the audience to help them along their spiritual path? Love. Could you elaborate a little bit more about that? L-O-V-E, <laughs> <laughs> period. Love. <laughs> more like the Beatles song, all you need is love, huh? <laughs> Actually, one of the Beatles is is a was a follower of Paramahansa Yogananda too. And let's see. So with love, I think when, when we can let ourselves be vulnerable enough to feel love and to cultivate love within ourselves, and express love and speak from our heart space, that makes such a difference. Most people these days speak from their head. So I'm going to give you an example. My name is Tiffany Cano. <laughs> I live in California. Like that's a head voice, right? A heart voice is, my name is Tiffany Cano. I live in California. It's beautiful here, right? There, there's something about living from your heart space. And when your heart is nice and open and activated, more spiritual energy and intuition and blessings and healing naturally happen. It's like all your, your cells in your body get to have a smile emoji <laughs> when you're living in your heart space. And, and it's magnetic. It's attractive. So you end up living at a higher vibration and attracting people who are at a higher vibration. And when you're loving yourself, it takes away that negative self-talk, like it transmutes it, which can help you to be healthier physically and psychologically. And, you know, whenever I'm, I'm, interacting with people, I like to acknowledge the spiritual essence of who they are mentally. I'm not, you know, namasteing everyone that I'm <laughs> talking to verbally, but mentally I, I'm just being a being of love and acknowledging them as a spiritual being of love. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, there's the uh, saying healthy mind, body, and spirit. 
maybe it should be reversed and say healthy spirit, mind, and body. That would be a, a really good priority, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I mean, a lot of people have it reversed. I think if they have a healthy body, they'll have a healthy spirit and a healthy mind. And sometimes it's better to have the healthy spirit and the healthy mind, and that gets you your healthy body because it's all about mindset and emotions and psychological and everything. So we're coming near to the end of the session, and this has been fascinating. How can people reach out to you again? If you want to book a session, go to tiffany15.com. And my website is highlyperceptivepeopleacademy.com. Well, this has been a great session with you, Tiffany. I appreciate your being a guest today. And I look forward to working with you and, and staying connected with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Stop Dieting Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe so you won't miss a single episode to get more healthy eating and lifestyle tips. Motivate and inspire others to be healthy by sharing with your friends. 